Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting audio adventure on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. I'm going to start this one off with some words you might not have thought you would have ever expected to hear. Uh, if you are our demographic, and I know you are, and uh, you definitely wouldn't have expected me to hear this, but uh, one, one Beyonce Knowles this Saturday night dropped one motherfucker of an album. Uh, I'm talking about Lemonade. Started off as a uh, sort of video project. We didn't know much about it, except that it was premiering on HBO. Uh, that happened on Saturday night, and as that happened, social media exploded uh, initially uh, because uh, right up front she seems to be airing out uh, her cheating husband. Uh, if you are to believe this is a personal narrative, we don't know about that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in this podcast. Um, and uh, and then as people dug deeper into it, and and it went on and on, and realized that uh, this was a a compelling, uh, a, a passionate, and a maybe important even uh, work of art that uh, explored themes of of uh, you know black culture, of of feminism. Of black power, of women power, um, it, it is it is a, a masterful statement to my mind uh, from an artist that, uh, while we expect sort of perfection in in the pop sphere of what she has been doing, um, you know, I I don't know that I would have expected this, and uh, I'm really happy that it happened though. Uh, so, so that's really, uh, our podcast this week. You know, we are going to play at the back end of this, a track by a guy named Jay zone out of Brooklyn, who, uh, you know, I found out about actually from our friend Marcus J. Moore, and he wrote a nice little piece in, uh, for, uh, Bandcamp interviewing, uh, Jay zone about his new album, Fish and Grits, which is excellent. Uh, but much like the, uh, Beyonce album. I wanted to get these two things in your ears. You know, I think we're gonna circle back to the J Zone, uh, but with the Beyonce thing, um, like I said, you know, we're known as as an indie rock thing. I don't call us that, uh, but people seem to think we're we are just an indie rock blog. And if, if you want to come down and look at my record collection, you will see that is <laughs> patently not true. But uh, whatever, we have that reputation. And, and I know a lot of uh, you listening might be thinking uh, to yourself, uh, Beyonce? No, no, I, I don't think Beyonce. In fact, in fact, I'm going to air out Paul a little bit. Paul said the same thing. He's like, I've never been a fan. And I No, I, I just don't believe it. Don't believe that this might be uh, this year's sort of answer to uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, and uh, I'm here to tell you it is. But we're going to discuss it. Uh, so uh, Eduardo is down here because he never leaves. Uh, my friend Marcus Dowling, your friend Marcus Dowling, uh, he was down here. He brought along his friend Brianna Younger, who, who, who we've been talking about having on uh, Marcus and I for quite a long time. Uh, now, she is a, a sort of a superstar uh, up-and-coming music journalist in the D.C. area, if you don't know of her she writes for uh or has written for npr bandwidth uh vice um city paper uh and uh her 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 she's on point is what i'm trying to say uh it was an honor to have her down here and uh, so so uh that's that's basically your podcast uh, for this week. Uh, so without further ado, uh, I'm going to say it again, words I never thought we'd be, be saying. Uh, here we go, episode number 178 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album from Beyonce, Lemonade. Lemonade. 
Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up in the game. That right there is a wonderful sound. What's on the play? And that's it. If you guys are ready, let's do it. Already, we set. Yeah. All right. Ready. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Marcus, longtime new C. Hey, man. Eduardo, you're here every damn time. But, <laughs> but gentlemen, we have to behave. We got a lady in the house here, Miss uh, Brianna Younger. Hello. Hello, Brianna. Uh, it's nice to meet you finally, Marcus and uh, his friend Marcus. Marcus Moore have been talking you up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do those things. They they have been talking you up and saying, hey, you know, this would be a good person to talk about some stuff with, and. Uh, so here we are. So what? I'm shy. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. okay. Just imagine the only person hearing you is in the microphone. It's just one little person. Um. So so where are you coming from here? What kind of work you do? You, oh, um, my day job is at SiriusXM. Nice. I do music programming, and my night job, my Batman job, is writing. Uh-huh. Um, for some pretty good publications. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you NPR. Have to pull this out of <laughs> I, I think Washington Post. I think uh, a few that, others. That was once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we are here today uh, to talk about uh, lemonade, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know what it is. <laughs> it's not the drink. Uh, you it's know, not the Gucci Mane song. No. <laughs> if you think it's that baseline, that'd be really yeah. nice. <laughs> it would be nice. Um, <laughs> you, you know, uh, this is the second time uh, that Beyonce has surprised released an album. Although was was the video released uh, announced? Yeah, because it was on the HBO. Video was announced, so, yeah, so yeah, the video was announced, but they weren't sure what it was going to be and whatnot. It was par for the course. And then um, in the midst of all the purple pain this weekend, uh, all of a sudden you have this lemonade going off on HBO. I started looking at Twitter after like getting home that night. And I was like, what? What is people talking about? And then somebody is like, oh, uh, so Jay-Z just found his hundredth problem. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, I think I know what this is. And and tune in, and all of a sudden I see, like, wait a minute, there's an album on Tidal now. There's an album on HBO. It's a video album. I made it about maybe uh, four songs into the video of the album before my mind started to melt. <laughs> because it was... <laughs> It is literally one of the most aggressively uh, incredible performances. It's up there with like Kendrick Lamar's performance in the Grammys. It is so um, I don't even know what to put it. I, I like like Kendrick Lamar's performance. I haven't seen much like that in forty four years. Hmm. Um, and all of this just sort of secretly out of nowhere. And now we're sitting with an album that is uh, I'll spoil an opinion that I'm gonna have later on that maybe this year's uh, to pimp a butterfly. It's equivalent to that. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit and, um, and, uh, that, you know, I'm getting gas this morning and somebody is blasting sorry out of their car already. Wow. <laughs> like just, Hell just, yeah. um, just, I mean, and like dancing yeah. while she's pumping gas. So, um, mm. 
So what's going on here? <laughs> um, let's see. Beyonce. So, so yeah, so Beyonce's um, going on here. Yeah, yeah right? I think that uh, everybody wanted a Beyonce album. Everybody was ready for it. Like as soon as there was like as soon as Formation hit, everybody was ready. Everybody's like, okay, Beyonce priming started because there's now a Beyonce because now that Beyonce's done this a couple times, you have yeah. the Beyonce priming. You get like the sense that an album's coming and Twitter gets hyped and Facebook gets hyped and your friends get hyped. You go to the grocery store, people are talking. Then you get the drop of the album. You don't know when it drops and then when it drops, the whole world stops. The whole luckily for Beyonce, and I've been thinking about this as we talked about this. Yeah. Prince passed away, so the world had already stopped. So people yeah, didn't right, have no, right. anything to do, and they were already sad. <laughs> they were already like, that's not that's not entirely inaccurate. Yeah, and, people were uh, already like hurting, and then Beyonce right. drops her record at the same time. You know, I actually saw anger. Like people thought it was rude of her oh, that she was and yeah, disrespectful yeah, yeah, yeah. of Prince's no, uh, legacy no, to I, drop an album as if it wasn't like planned right right but <laughs> right. tv well, time wasn't and, paid and if it, for if it, had, yeah, if it yeah. hadn't been title i would have been like oops too late now but they just leak whatever whenever yeah, right. like <laughs> i mean Rihanna. okay so that oh well the Rihanna yeah. thing we, we've Aww. talked at numerous yeah. occasions but yeah. um okay so all right so i understand that point about people being angry about the prince thing i get that i mean also i think well it, this is a great other great point about this record there's a lot of like little tiny points mm. because this record literally encompasses so many things i mean that's an important point um this, there's a great age gap in this record mm-hmm. where like people who are over the age of 30 had an expectation like for me i'm 38 i had an expectation for this record after hearing formation that this was going to be more of a like a like i am the queen of the world in the sense of like politically it's, it's not the queen of the world <laughs> like, I, like like marcus garvey pan-africanism yeah, yeah. to right i'm like out. okay yeah, she's yeah. going to send us all back to africa and be the queen of africa <laughs> yeah. beyonce <laughs> and then if you're under the age of 30 you're like i just want like the most like turned up incredible booming beyonce mm-hmm. record ever yeah and you can't please both sides of that and i think that's the hardest part that people have in trying to appreciate this record because if the record had been like Beyonce, Queen of the you know, Queen of the Nile, then it was like okay, the people who are mad about Prince Prince's passing and the record falling at the same time wouldn't have anything to say because they would have been like, well, she did the Aretha Franklin, Nina Simone thing, and we we can appreciate that. Yeah, but then like people who like are just waiting for this really dope record to drop are like, yeah, Prince died, but. Did you hear? Sorry. Did you hear? Daddy does, issues. Did you hear? But doesn't doesn't the personal stuff on this album like augment the political statement? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think that, it, that's do, how I Because like because yeah. like I view it as sort of a continuum that there's this like very profound personal statement of her as a woman and as a black woman in particular at this point, uh, you know, incredibly powerful with this. <clears throat> Uh, husband who I'll decline to comment on. <laughs> but um, and so and so Did to that. have it culminate with formation to me, you know, the story that the album ends up telling is one of like and I, and I think she says this repeatedly right in freedom and that it's this kind of personal emancipation. It's a gender based emancipation, too. I don't quite know how to put that correctly, but I feel like unlike, you know, like a lot of albums. Um, I'll pick maybe unfairly on like the miseducation of Lauren Hill, which 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 I like, but I like it way less than other people. And I feel like that's an album where like the two don't coexist for me the way they do on this one. God, Brianna. Yeah. Definitely. If you want to jump in. Oh, I mean, I'm still 
still marinating. So okay, <laughs> yeah. So, so there's this there's this point with you mentioned miseducation of Lauren Hill, which is important because it's the last record. I feel like people got to hear like a a, a black woman be a strong, proud African American female role model on mm-hmm. a record and have it be stripped of like. I'm I'm drunk, like like the Rihanna right. record has right. that whole right. like undercurrent of like I'm 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 excuse me sure, I'm sure, high sure, right yeah. now <laughs> right, right. drunk. I, I think I think I think one that got like mega success. I mean, you look at anything Jan- Janelle Monae did, and that's exactly what she's well, doing. I don't think Janelle's had the crossover success that Lauren Hill's right, record right. had. Right, that's what right. I'm saying. Right. It's that's like the it's, thing. Uh, or neither did Erica Badu. So like the last time that I think that like America gave a black woman a chance to like stand up and actually talk about like black women things mm-hmm. that like didn't involve turning up at the club was Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And it's weird because we hadn't ever really identified Lauren Hill as being being like a fee a, a female woman like not MC like not couched in manhood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Beyonce is like the first time in a long time that we've ever had we've had like a female artist couched in femininity who also has a political edge to her and we get it from the the, the female side of it like right. first without her having to like spit 16 like you know 16 bars and be like oh shit she's dope like it's it's a different spin on it. So I was really I was excited about that. And to see that was exciting. I think that there's a a piece in there where like we're waiting too much for a female Kendrick thing to emerge. So it's hard sure. to like so it's hard it's hard to not listen to the to the for me it was to listen to the Beyonce record and not want like i really was like hoping that she would stand up and do the but i want to be the female you, doppelganger you, you and i've talked about this and yeah. and we're on different sides of this because i i think um you know well it's 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 a damn near perfect album but it's not perfect i mean they're there and i and i and we'll probably get into your right. issues with some of the songs I, I i can't recall anything in the past few years where anybody has even tried this much has succeeded so i don't really i'm not worried about it that it's perfect I, i'm just like well this is out here i yeah. mean those from hold up don't hurt yourself and sorry are just a perfect like trifecta of songs not just like politics feminism but pop yeah. like that yeah. like if you don't like that, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know what you're listening to. I don't know why you listen to music. You know, because, uh, you know, and that's stuff that I didn't get off of her previous catalog. Like anything. I mean, she's an amazing artist. She's always been this amazing artist, but there's this real like depth, real like, uh, and like I said to you, like, I believe this is her talking as opposed to, I believe she's making a product. And then she knows because her business acumen is like, like impenetrable. Right. right. It's funny you bring that up because I actually wasn't a Beyonce fan. No, I wasn't. Not it. I kind of resented her in a lot of ways. I thought the bar she set was more yeah. dangerous than it was like a good thing for yeah. like women oh. who aspire to be her, to look like yeah. her, to yeah. have what she has. It's just never going to happen. So it's just like to be able to close down the floor of a hospital when you have right to have Beyonce as your measuring stick. I felt could be harmful for people who don't have context, who don't who only have Beyonce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for her to take it there on this album was just I had to give it the credit because it it wasn't vapid. It wasn't shallow. It wasn't pop. 
Yeah. In yeah. the traditional. E- even though it is. I mean, I can I, brush I mean, it look, off look, look, Sorry is like probably the best song this year. It, it is the best. Yeah. And everybody is going to be like <clears throat> dumping their like side piece. Or whatever. Like it's just like, it's the best. And, uh, yeah. I'd... Yeah. Um, Aligned to that point, um, I was just wondering then if you were if if any other artist besides Beyonce had made this record. I was asking you, Brianna, because I was thinking about what you were saying. If any other artist besides Beyonce had made this album, do you think that the perception would have been different about it? If, like, say, you know, like Jennifer Hudson made this record yeah. like it's 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 so weird because it's such a it's such a we can all agree this is like well black, this is like I mean, black we're, music we're only yeah. here because it's beyonce because as far as i'm concerned erica badu has released this album yeah. many times over <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, right. has she though she has i mean she, yeah. she, she's she's talking she's about she's always talking about uplifted the same her womanness her black womanness yeah, for sure she's always uplifted sisterhood family the themes that play out in Beyonce's album verbatim. Yeah. We're only here because it's Beyonce. But yeah, so that to me is weird in a sense that like, okay, so this is like a, this is like black music. It's like unapologetically black mm-hmm. music. That's the one thing I love about this record. Except is that, that Jack White and Ezra and James fucking We've already talked about we've already talked about white guy R and B. We talked about white guy R and B. That's a thing that exists in the world. So they they're allowed to be there. They're allowed to be in the room. They got the card. They James, walked James in. James Blake isn't around to be in any room, man. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, limit to your love is like anthemic uh, for a lot so of people. Upset his album with Chance didn't come out, but yeah. it's another. Yeah, well, I mean, they were right. hanging out in the house together, you know. I know they're God supposed to be what. making music, but God knows what was going on. But anyway, so uh, so no, it's like I listen to this record. God, it's like the just black music just in my face. I'm like, this is great, and then I go wait. Like, wait, has Beyonce really made, like, a black musical album yet? And then, like, not really. See, I mean, I don't know. I always have problem with that rhetoric that especially came up with To Pump a Butterfly. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this album's super black. And I was like, any more so than any other black person releasing, like, what is inherent? Like, the, black people are inherently black by I, default. I, but think, it's I, the, think, it's, I think my, my take on yeah. Pimp a Butterfly and this very much so is that there is something that, because uh, you, you're right, you can, there's just stuff that's inherently black just because of that. But it, there's a lot of, uh, old soul, a lot of stuff that isn't as accessible to like a larger populace, whether it be white, you know, Latin, whatever. Right. And for at least to Pimp a Butterfly, like, there were there was moments in there that let everybody in, and even though it was speaking to a, a very specific cultural experience, it was saying, you know what, you know, this is different but the same, right? And that I think is the difference, and I think that's what's happening here too. No, certainly it is. I just have always thought it was an interesting thing it to is. do yeah. that we only engage certain albums, or in yeah. some cases, certain artists on their blackness, mm-hmm. but with like a. I don't know. Well, I Soldier Boy. No one's ever engaged. Crank <laughs> <laughs> that through the lens of his blackness because right. obviously that's mildly ridiculous. But at the same right. time, he is still a black man in America. Yeah. And, and that and so, experience, whether repressed or not, plays out somehow. And I, I think some of that is due to the uh, the fame machine. Right. Like just 
period. Like people like their stars and that's it. And so, you know, if, if this were ripped off from somebody, if this, somebody else had made this exact album and Beyonce just like, Noink. <laughs> like uh, then, you know, I, I'd be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. You know, and you play them side by side and people would be like, well, no, I like this one. Right. You know? Um, but it's just interesting that I guess only certain certain narratives of blackness register yeah. as blackness. Because, I mean, hip hop or R&B as a whole is a black genre, but somehow, some way, blackness registers differently when it looks a certain type of way well, or is presented a certain type of way. Almost slaps you in the face. Yeah. It's that to me, it's that pop cosine like. When when Beyonce like Beyonce is a pop artist first, like it's almost as the, and this is gonna you know sound revolutionary or whatever, but it's the truth. Um, there's artists who have their blackness taken away from them at some point very early in that the pop mm-hmm. conversation. Like Beyonce hasn't been black in twenty years. <laughs> like she hasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Like she has not. No, been, you're right. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Black pop artist Beyonce. Like when you talk about Erica Badu, you're like. African American female right. <laughs> right. Right. vocalist Erica Badu. There's like twelve different modifiers. When you talk about Beyonce, you go Beyonce. That's true. And then it's like twelve thing, twelve twelve minutes later, you're like, oh yes, that's right, she's African American. That was like that. So you, did you see the Saturday Night Live sketch that they yeah, did? Yeah. Where like the day Beyonce <laughs> right turned black. The day, yeah. And it yeah. was like, whoa, yeah, that happened. And like, and it, it struck. It struck people, you know, it's the same way with Kendrick, like Kendrick. It's a very before, interesting point. Yeah, like before Kendrick was ever like to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick, he was like indie favorite Kendrick Lamar. Section, yeah, section he, was, yeah. he was good kid, mad city. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, which starts off with like a gospel verse, which you yeah. can't get blacker than that. But that was that part of the conversation. Yeah. And, and, right. that, and that's a, that's a systemic issue with uh, radio, so yeah. with the record industry, with, you know, only letting certain people through. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just, it just is, it's gross. And it, but that's, that's what, that's where we're at in 2016. Yeah. Um, and you know, like Beyonce turned white, you know, you have <laughs> yeah. to, uh, you can't go out and just make an album about collard greens. Right. To say, because no. you're like, you know what? The, and this is, it's, this is why it's fucked up. It's wrong because they're like, the audience won't get that. It's like, yeah, the audience will. Cause they're fucking people. <laughs> right. Like they get it. They're not racist pieces of shit. <laughs> It's it's that's the thing with post racialism that's funny. I think that's like the, it's it's funny that we have all these albums coming out right now, like Jake yeah. Cole's album and mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick's album, and even a lot of what Kanye is talking about right now. It's like everybody's like post- Kanye's got an album out. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a piece of art, man, and he changes it every day, man. An evolving man. piece of yeah. art. Well, you know. let's down that track. Let's down that path. Let's talk about like honestly, it's not a fair comparison, but like what he's doing, you know, and calling out like journalists and saying like white journalists or white media companies should not hey, be yeah, talking about his career. All right, yeah, yeah I'm but, dead. but he said he says he says that about Pitchfork and yet our friend Marcus Moore and a lot of other people like yeah. write for Pitchfork. Hey, he um, saved all of our careers. Yeah. That guy, that guy. <laughs> but but you have that and and which is not that's not an anybody experience like that album. No. That's just yeah. that's well, a crazy person's experience. <laughs> well to well to to get back and I and and you know, if I'm not allowed to say this then then please You're tell me. To say but like you want, man. Kanye so Kanye cares about like we're talking so so with Kendrick and Race, there's an evolution. Right? And it seems to be part of like his kind of of what we assume the normal kind of um, uh, sort of African-American 
consciousness expansion was and a lot of that comes from like the 60s and the black hippie movement and um and it's what a lot of us who take black studies classes in college learn as kind of the evolution of a black experience in america kendrick's career seems to mirror that more or less beyonce's does not right because to marcus's point she's not been black for a couple of decades and and now she's back (laughs) such a ridiculous (laughs) concept somebody's gonna like sound clip that shit out i'm sorry i'm sorry that you're on this but so so kanye cares about race So Kanye cares about race in as much as race affects Kanye, right? He doesn't care about race as a concept. I don't think. I mean, I've 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 just seen no evidence that he does. Going back to George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah, no, because that had nothing to do with Kanye, and he was just with it. No, that was that was (laughs) that was that was a powerful moment. And Um, like, I mean, college dropout. Like, yeah, Kanye recently stopped. Wanting to engage what, that once part he of became him. a fashion icon, I think that was yeah. it. And then it was like, Very oh, Kardashians. I don't think Kanye way. grew to resent his blackness, honestly, when he realized that he's Kanye West, but there's still going to be doors that are not going to willingly open for you. Right. I think he kind of resented it. And so then every time he speaks of it now, it's like a very angry, like, yeah, this is only personal to you because you're mad at this point now. Like, right. Yeah. But when Kendrick and D'Angelo talk about, self-love like they want everyone to love themselves and when Kanye talks about self-love I think he's really just talking about himself loving himself. I want you himself. to love you, yourself and buy some Yeezys. Exactly. <laughs> Pablo. Pablo jackets. Um, Infinite Pablo jackets. But but to address uh, I guess the, the music on this album here yeah. um, you know to my mind you've got uh, you've got hip hop you've got soul You've got a fucking country song. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that is, is outlaw the first, fucking country? Is this song, the first man. Beyonce like Americana song? Is that or is? I, you know? I, it's funny. I listened to KT Tunstall on the way down <laughs> yeah, here. No, I listened to Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. That's Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a good comp. My head. I was like, wait. Uh, uh, and and you got Kendrick at the back end. Which honestly, if the Kendrick. album if the, if the album had ended with that song, I might have. I, yeah. I mean, totally as okay. much as I like Formation, as much as that was when that video dropped, was just like, holy fuck! What's okay? What's Beyonce got into? We're, we're in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the album itself like flows in this in this sort of cycle of just like. You know, like she says, tonight I'm blowing your shit up, boy. Uh, to <laughs> and you know, I've heard a lot of people say it flows into redemption. I don't hear it. I hear it like we're just. I'm just leaving your. I ass. don't think she gets to acceptance by the end of it. People say it mirrors the five stages of grief. Yeah, and I, I think she gets hung up somewhere between like anger and. I think I think she does. It's just um, maybe to what everyone has been saying. It maybe it's a black woman form of acceptance where redemption isn't really ever going to come you just have right. to make lemonade like right it's it's never going Damn. to just be okay you just have to learn to make it okay my mother okay. who never listens <laughs> to anything listened to the beyonce album yeah my mother is 70 years old <laughs> that's awesome and my mother is a divorcee and she, you know, like, and, and she's been through some things and she's lived through, lived through, through some things. And she said to me, she wanted me to bring this into the podcast. I was like waiting to figure it out where I was going to put it in here. And she's like, I just want to make sure that you tell people that that's the real black woman shit that she's talking about right there. <laughs> like, I really, I really identify with that Fantastic. record because sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck it. 
I'm waking up. Yeah. I'm going to work. She's like, she's like, there's days I have a bad date and I have to wake up and wake your ass up and I have to cook breakfast and then I have to get in the car and the car wouldn't start. Then I have to start the car. <laughs> then I have to get to work. Then I'd have two bad calls before noon and then I have to pick you up from school. Can, then we have to go home and I have to cook you dinner and then I'm going to bed. Can, can I put your mom in the room with my mom for like an hour? <laughs> that is diametrically opposed. Right. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what my mom said when she yeah. listened to this record. She goes, yeah, sometimes you do just have to. Yeah, you keep just on going. you don't. Yeah, you don't drop the baggage. You just bedazzle it. Like, yeah. It's just kind of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. Like you, make, uh, you do make it fabulous, and that record is fabulous. Let's, let, let's hear a song, and I, I said we were going to vote on this. What, what do you guys think we should play? What do you think? I'm hung up. Think? Yeah. Do it. I mean, hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. I got, I got hung up on my brain. Yeah. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you like I love you. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. They don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love. They don't love you like I love you. Oh, down. They don't love you like I love you. Something don't feel right because it ain't right. Especially coming up after midnight. I smell your secrets, and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless. How did it come down to this? Scrolling through your call list. I don't wanna lose my pride, but I'ma fuck me up a bitch. Know that I kept it sexy, and you know I kept it fun. There's something that I'm missing, maybe my head for one. What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy? Jealous or crazy? Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. A master wealth, they had you labeled as a king. Never made it out the cage, still out there moving in them streets. Never had the baddest woman in the game up in your sheets. Would they be down to ride now? They used to hide from you, lie to you. But y'all know we were made for each other, so I find you and hold you down. Missing say, hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Thought of the day here. We've had so many, we've had so few African-American female pop records in the last 25 years that haven't involved actively just people going out and drinking at the club all the, all the time Mm -hmm. that I feel like if you just like, like we were talking about how Kendrick's record off mic, we're talking about how Kendrick's record is objectively good. Mm -hmm. There are, there isn't a large catalog of objectively good African-American female pop records. So I feel like if you listen to Beyonce's record, I would also advocate listening to, uh, any one of Erica Badu's first three or four albums. Sure. I would also say listen to Janelle Monae's uh, Arc sure. Android. Jill Scott, um, maybe. Jill Scott. Yeah, yeah like Jill I would Scott. say. That- Solange. Solange. Yeah. Right. Solange. <laughs> right. Anti. I, I would say that's out there. Yeah, it's, anti, close. Yeah. it's close. It's close. Anti, maybe a little bit, a little too ratchet. Okay. Actually, a lot too ratchet. <laughs> but like, we need to like keep this in a box. Yeah. And I feel like I would definitely Solange. But why? We're not in a box. Right. <sighs> but but in order to like, because, because there's such there's such a lack of understanding of what it is to be an African-American but woman. But if you look at the Lemonade, 
short film. I guess that's. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me you did not see Rihanna all up and through that. I did, but I, yeah. I but I saw like <laughs> Rihanna pastiche and not Rihanna herself. So I, I think if you put Rihanna in that box, you overpower it. Like it's like it's like second. <laughs> like I'll, I'll say this and it'll it'll sound however it sounds, but it's the truth. Like all of that. Like Rihanna's so far ahead of what everybody else is doing. Mm. She is on a whole other planet. That's the one thing that this record did teach me. Like that, of, amongst all other things, uh, above all other things, is that God Rihanna's on a whole other. It's stratosphere. Just, the double standard is kind of painful with those two. Like a lot of people pit them against each other and I don't think it's a competition. You can't. Yeah, no. But Rihanna hasn't cared no. for a very long time now. <laughs> yeah. And Beyonce just, just arrived at this point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. middle fingers in the video, yeah, all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rihanna has been just Yeah. So I feel like it's all like G A F. But when Rihanna does it, we're not having this conversation. So we actually yeah. did have this conversation. But it's funny, it's like because I feel like okay, like I watch the video and I go, Oh God, this is so adorable. It looked like like you ever see like those like like when you ever see like kid president like, yes. like yes. Kid yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like it was like kid president take on rihanna right when i watched <laughs> it i was like oh they look so adorable but, but at the same at the same time i mean this like this video for this song in particular it's a stark contrast between like this happy music and if you listen to the actual lyrics of the song oh. and like it's a perfect actualization of she's just walking down the street breaking shit with baseball bats yeah it's, it's brilliant yes but I think that there's okay. So like, if I were to give this album like a star rating or something, sure. I don't believe in such things. But if I did, I'd give it four stars because I'd say if it was done by like Rihanna or an artist that's on another level that Beyonce has yet to reach mm-hmm. of comfort in this like complete open free form creativity, it'd be five stars. It'd be absolutely perfect. But I feel like this is the first record we've seen from. Beyonce, where she's like approached that Rihanna level, where she's like, I, I am that. free. And then, like, so I'm like, let's imagine like a record after this one where mm-hmm. she's been comfortable doing this for a while. I think the next one is right. I think that's because yeah. I think Beyonce really, Beyonce the album really let her know, like, oh, I can literally do whatever I want to do. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to eat it up regardless. Right. Yeah. So. But what, she pushed what is it so the next far step of that? Oh, you, listen, you listen to Beyonce and then listen to this, and it's like, whoa, yeah. like what happened? And that's that's one thing I, I want to address too. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff in the press being like, oh, she aired Jay Z out, she did this and stuff. You know, do we think this is an actual like a, a reaction album to uh, Jay Z cheated on her and stuff, or do we think that this is, which is honestly sort of degrading in some some ways, because it's like, oh, you you mean like a uh, a female black artist couldn't actually just write a bunch of shit like this that is this empowering and have it not be true? As 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 unfortunate as it'll sound, I don't think that Beyonce could write this record yet. Like I don't think well, she, she did. She's, I mean, she yeah, had help. I don't, but, but help yeah. like everybody else has help. Yeah, but I think that if you if you think that she's not sitting there like a, like looking at every single thing, I mean, a collaboration right. is a powerful tool. Yeah, but I think I don't think that she. Okay, so I think that 
a that there is something because Rachel Rachel Roy exists in the world. Rachel Roy, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Of course. Hashtag you know. God. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat, I mean, don't eat her tacos or know, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> was the, was the, no, no, no. There was a there was a tweet about that on Good Morning America where someone yep. was like, "Fuck Rachel Ray, I will not go to her store and eat her tacos anymore." <laughs> and I just thought that's very. That, there are so many wrong things about that statement that she has a store that she sells so, tacos. So, okay, so I'll say uh, this. So like. So like um, Rachel Roy, Rihanna, and Rita Ora all exist in the world. So there is plenty of rough reasons to believe that like Jay Z did something emotionally or physically that would constitute cheating, um, that would allow someone to create the records that have been created on this album. Uh, that that is a possibility that I will I will put it like eighty five percent. Right. I'll also say that like. Beyonce also reads social media, right. and I think she could also like read any one of her fans' timelines and get a sense of like some kind of personal angst about some man somewhere that did them wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's an there's a, a bit of that in there, and then on top of that, there's also just like wanting to be bad mm. in quotes for the first time on a record and break all the rules and <laughs> do all the stuff. So that's it. There. So you put all that together, and then that's where you get those songs from. Like when you mentioned Becky with the good hair, though, yeah. that's like where you reach that's, a point where you're like, specific. where she pulls back the the hood for a second. Is like, I see you. <laughs> I saw an interesting tweet about that though, because someone said while everyone was assuming it was Rachel and Becky, as in Becky, a white woman, someone was just like Becky with the good hair could have been a shot at black women who are to- who have quote the good hair right right and then black women who so-called yeah. don't in fact a track we're gonna play from another artist at the back end of this uses the same phrase yeah <laughs> so it's just i but i mean it's just again this this album is like so unapologetically like black in its idiom and phrasing and then there's like stuff right. like that and you're just like okay and i think that it's it's a weird mix this record too like you're, you're taking all of this like blackness and then you have like Father John Misty in the room and all sorts of just I mean Diplo mm. is in the room all these like yeah. wacky Jack White all these wacky random white guys are in the room just kind of like hanging out and there's like this absolute it's just it's the balance of it feels off like I said that's why I would give it a four out of five it's perfect well, and- in its imperfections like it's Almost perfect, and th- and those collaborators specifically uh, are why I, I tend to think that this is actually like, dude, she knows what sells. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knows. I I I mean, like I'm a 44 year old dude, and I hear "Hold Up," and I'm like, holy fuck, like I'm scared, <laughs> or, or "Don't Hurt Yourself." I'm like, oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> like, I hug I hug my lady. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't do anything. But I mean, and that's fucking powerful. And yeah. I don't care if you're yeah. like black, white, man, woman. If you can do that, that's I mean, that's what people are supposed to do, right? But I think we got away from that for so long for people being able to do that, that this is like the first generation again of people being able to approach that standard. Like, okay, so it's like you take like James Brown records from like the 1960s and that level of danger and hearing dangerous music that is introducing you to a style of communication that you're not used to. Mm -hmm. Like when James Brown goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, that says one thing. To you, that says a different thing. When we find that <laughs> like, point in the middle, that's where the good stuff is. So, like, when we hear these records, like, you hear these records, I hear this record. You know, other people hear this record. That point where we get in the middle, where, like, we all kind of understand what's going on, like, that that's the good stuff. And I think that, like, 
we haven't had that point in music in a long time because we've been all been looking towards some other place that's not that midpoint that the good music is supposed to find. Like, okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to resonate with you and I'm going to pull you in towards me. Like, we've been looking towards the left and looking towards the right. And now we're back at another generation where people are going back towards right. trying to find that middle. So I think, I think what you guys are maybe picking up on is like, so there's actual like... There's actual like unhinged and despair. And then there's what this album is, which is very theatrical. And it's, you know, like when her voice breaks in sandcastles, like that's they could have done that take so many times and 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 had one where her voice doesn't break. Yeah. But, but they use that one on purpose. And there is that like with these big releases, sometimes you have that like icky feeling of like picturing what the focus group would say about <laughs> it before before that cut made it out, you know, and there's and and no, not after you. No, you're mid-sentence. Um, I'm, I, I should stop. No. He, he's talked for approximately like 10 million hours on this podcast. So <laughs> no, really... but he hasn't spoke on okay. this one. So. Okay. Well, no, I just I just think there's something, um, you know, there's there's a way like when you nail that theatricality and it's and it's and it's got the video with it. And there's this whole like, oh, my God, how real is it? How autobiographical? Yeah. Like when all those things combine, you have an album that's an event. Um and and I think it's been like parlayed beautifully. I think it's actually an incredibly successful album. Um, and I wish we were just making fun of like all the think pieces that have come out. Like, you we know, like, I mean, I mean, and Taylor Swift tells us her cat's name. There's like 40 think pieces about it. You know? And that's not. And I say this as someone who really likes Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> but like, you know, she like like anytime she moves, she launches like 400,000, you know, think pieces. So I think there's I think people should wrestle with this album for a long time. I think we should wonder in 10 years, we should look back and wonder. Yeah like based on what we know then who this Beyonce is and what she was telling us at that point. Cause I don't think we, we really know that now. Um, to your point about the theatrics, that's always been kind of a point of contention with me for Beyonce feeling like everything was so very calculated and so very like you, she knows what sells. Is it because you wanted her to do better? No, it's, I'm just one of those people who needs to be able to believe you. Yeah. I want to believe whatever it is, or I want you to be so far to the other side that there's just no believing it anyway. Right. So I was thinking, I was talking to some friends about that and I just kind of decided it's, I guess it's beside the point because if there are, little black girls or whoever who see this and then they're empowered by it, whether or not Beyonce was faking it, I guess doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't. At that point. And, and, that, and that's actually what I end up loving most about this album. I mean, this feels like massive, like old school soul albums that you hear that like you're going to, people are going to put on in 20 years and 30 years and be like, you hey, remember that shit? <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when that we happened? We have a lot of moment albums now, like. Yeah, right. moment. Yeah, but that's good though. But every album used to be okay. So um, it's funny. I was listening to um, Aretha Franklin live from the Fillmore West, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's it's so lovely. It's an amazing record because it comes from a point in Aretha's career where she's like, it's not. 
I am the, the, the I am the daughter of a minister singing soul music to all of you. It's like I'm at this piano and I'm at this super amazing rock club and I'm trying to be like the coolest R&B artist <laughs> in the world and I'm going to sing like a little bit of Simon and Garfunkel and I'm going to sing this other song. I got this other black empowerment song I'm going to do and I'm going to be really cool. And she sits there and it's like you hear it and it's like really mature and adult and it's like when I listen to this album I get that same sense but not as like profound because it's still Beyonce and Beyonce <laughs> hasn't really grown up like in the same way that like Aretha Franklin did like it's like there's similarities right. but it's not quite the same thing so it's, she's not quite as mature but she's like approaching it and I'm like and that's what first again that's what frustrates me it drives me batty because I hear it and I hear all these amazing records in it and then it's like yeah not quite there. And then I'm like, come on now. But, but so, so <laughs> in this, now. In this uh, not to get wonky, but we're here in Washington, D.C., like in this election cycle where you have basically an, an insane racist fuckwad, <laughs> there's, there's going to be a candidate uh, for, mm-hmm. I, I hope not a party any of us are associated with, like, how important is this kind of album? Extraordinarily. Because it, um, it teaches America what actual black people do and not super predators or mm. whatever sort of you know nomenclature we use for black people in the media like you can listen to this record and it's like honestly and unapologetically black and you need records like this in the world so that it can counteract like when you hear like donald trump or even hillary clinton yeah. or whomever yeah, saying whatever they want to say about black culture you know like you you have to have that record by an authentically black person that speaks against and not to yeah. Like, because there, there's a million, you know, African-American pop records that speak to black people being super predators who are, you know, low class and unintelligent and unaware mm-hmm. and general profligates. Like one of them is the number one song in the country right now. Let's just yeah. put that out there for real talk. Like Designers Panda is the number one song in America right, right. now. That happened. Um, but <laughs> at the same time, you have these like, you know, you have Kendrick's album and you also have this record, which is like unapologetically black but not ignorant and mm-hmm. full and has full scope to it yeah i mean it, it does have like a certain elegance or like a timelessness i was thinking about this it's funny that you mentioned aretha because i was driving home tonight listening to it and i thought you know this is sort of like this almost goes on the shelf next to like roberta flack or something like it's yeah it's it's approaching it's not i'm not putting it i'm not putting it there but i'm saying like it's like this is the closest and i even went back and i was like did i miss something and previous Beyonce albums that I've not enjoyed this much. And, you know, is, was this in there all along? I don't, I don't think it was. A lot of Yeah, so it. Apologies, <laughs> apologies to my friend Tola, who will give me what for, for saying oh, that. that but, um, but yeah, I just didn't really hear it until now. And here, and this is the first time these songs, the way they're composed, the way they're structured, the fact that they don't waste any time. Um, they I just, are very short songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, is uh, we're all in some fashion around their writers here. To be able to be that efficient with your writing, holy fuck. <laughs> like, come on, man. It also has so many moments that, like, and I think this is what was missing from her work before. Like, there might be good songs that you would maybe find yourself singing, like, a day or two later, and they're kind of stuck in your head. This album has lines that just make you snap back. And you're uh-huh. like, what did she just say? What the fuck? Did, did that really just, <laughs> right? Is yeah. that really? Can you rewind that? Go back 30 seconds. I got to hear yeah, that. I got to uh, hear that line in context. God, it's interesting right? because okay. we... 
everyone has focused a lot on the songs. For me, it's the visual. It's the presentation that really, because Beyonce is still Beyonce to me yeah, as far right, as the right. music goes. <laughs> like, and she, she can't shake that. Even for me, Beyonce has always been, I've always loved her slow songs. Yeah. Like her ballads, like I Was Here and Dance mm-hmm. For You. And then, you know, she gets excited, excited and yeah. it's just kind of, all right, I'm not here for this. So this album was very dark. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was I was drawn immediately and still for like the slow songs are the ones that i'm like oh this that you're into like what is it the uh the song it's just basically in the video it's like her and jay-z just sort of staring at each other it's nice drama yeah drama but um Um, well yeah and yeah that's that's actually a really good point because i i think personally that the um the video for this is the way to go yeah, I think I think Beyonce was very much a medium in this yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. She was just the person by which the art was passed through. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like cause I look at the the video and it's just very well, it's a it, it was a very visceral reaction. Like a, I was just staring at right, my TV right, like yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, like what's going on? Because like it. Like Eve's Bayou immediately came to mind, and it was just like well, and, and, I have no idea what's happening. And I'm an asshole <laughs> for not knowing the poet's name, uh, but Lord not a fact. Yes, um, but that I because that's how I first experienced it, like that thing, and I was like, that's really what got me like, super excited for this because, like, if this is the album and this is how this is going through, it hits these pop songs and it just gets weird. And then it's like pop song weird, and and you and you have to pay attention to it. And I and I honestly think that like if you're if you are going to dive into this thing, which a lot of people are, like rather than dissect it into singles, you have to watch the video. Like just like yeah. the, it, wait, I, don't think, I, don't, I think that's why I didn't listen to the album because I was huh. just like I kind of don't want. The my, music my first listen without... was disappointing. My first listen, but the set after that, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> got it. Like. Okay, so I mean, in in my mind, I I now like think about the future of how we release music in this because this is the first time that we've ever seen like a a modern pop album that's a movie. Like in this instance, it's not it's, the first time we've seen it. It's the first time it's been this potent. Yeah, but it's a it's a great it's it to me. It's like R- REM used to do this all the time. Well, but yeah, REM how. I let's, was in college. Let's not forget Moonraker, guys. Come on. Moonraker. <laughs> no. I mean, Moonwalker? Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That was like 20 or 30 years ago. Like, now we have this place where, like, music is worthless. <laughs> and now we have to, like, put the, we sync the, mo- the, 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 the film to the album. And there's all these great cinematic albums that have been released as of late, like really cinematic albums. Everything from Anderson Pac to mm-hmm. Kendrick to um, God, even um, The Weeknd. Like yeah. all these, all these albums are really cinematic. And this is the first album I think that's really like been released in a way where it's like, okay, well let's just give up the ghost and let's just do this as an hour long video where I there happen to be songs involved. That's a thing. I, even like Kanye has dabbled in for but only in six right. minutes. quite a while now. But not there's, like but not in seventy long, minutes yeah. though. Like that's the thing. To me, that was like a statement. It was fifty-nine in this... minutes. Yeah, wasn't that the, the, wasn't the super long runaway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't it, until it got uh, until it got to runaway. Like even the Kanye thing wasn't a necessary coherent. Thing. Right. Whereas this was as batshit crazy as it is. <laughs> like some of the images are just like uh yeah. Uh, 
it's a coherent piece from start to finish. It's it's like yeah, I and a lot. I mean, in a song, you want I I think you want uh, that subtext is what makes you come back. It makes you like so you don't need to talk about all these things. You don't need to explicitly say like yes, this is about female empowerment. This is about black empowerment and stuff. In the video, it explicitly said. I mean, there's no getting around that. But for whatever reason, that works. And makes it stronger, I think. Yeah, here, here's something funny to think about, everybody. I just thought about this. It hit me like a like a, like a shot. Prince died in Purple Rain, and I watched Purple Rain. <laughs> this is like Purple Rain. Like Purple Rain is Prince's. I can only imagine Prince's album Purple Rain as the film Purple Rain. That's the thing that like exists in my in my mm. mind. Like, yeah, yeah. I when I hear the songs on the album and I don't watch the movie, they feel like they're out of place it's to a me. A little even. flat, yeah, yeah. So in this sense, it's it's the same kind of thing. So like, do we get to a point now where we want more artists to like dare to be? cinematic in scope with their releases and to do more of this like do we want like but who I mean, are you who are you gonna make time for like we all made time for this you know well it's only it's only the one percent of artists like yeah. you can't be like i mean or else or what one percent of artists are artists who dares to like really get with people who can properly pull that kind of thing together i mean it's just it's just the thing i'm thinking about like i go okay so like obviously taylor swift is going to do one of these crazy I, I, movies. No, that's not what bad blood was yeah, oh, but that's what it was. That. That's the opening to it. But we're going to get deeper into that now. Now you're going to get yeah. an hour of Taylor Swift doing oh, an album like that. Shit. Quentin Tarantino's going to direct that. Isn't of course oh, he is. Of course yeah. he is. Yeah. You already know. That's going to be terrible. I mean, but think about it. Like that's where we're, we're headed now because this thing is a movie. We're headed back to the future, man. I mean, that's, that's, I, I'm seeing like these these came out and they were terrible. They came out so much in like the early '90s, and people were just making these bad videos and trying to string them together and make a statement and everything. They never worked. But but Beyonce happened into something with this record. I think she went into it knowing that she wanted to do a feature. I, I think piece. that's what it is. I think I think she went into it and understanding. Uh you but know, it was a it was a logical step because she had all of her videos, so why not tie them together anyway? Yeah, the, yeah, last, yeah. Right, the last album she released all the videos like in that way. So I mean like I could just imagine like like we talked about the Sturgill Simpson album. Mm-hmm. If Sturgill had released that album with a cinematic piece to it, it would have made a lot more sense. You're right. <laughs> in, in, instead, he just said, he said, you got to listen to the side A, and then you got to listen to the side B. And it doesn't work. And it's just like, this doesn't hold up. Do you, do you all think Gambino's script worked with his because the internet? No. I, well, mm-hmm. I, want, I, I just want Donald uh, Glover to like sit down and decide he actually wants to be a rapper one right. day. That too. And then, when, and then when he does that, release something like that because it'll blow, it'll blow our minds. I don't want him to like him and Hobbit and think one day I want to be a rapper. Now tomorrow I want to be an astronaut. Well, I, th- I, saw, I, saw a, I saw an interesting tweet from uh, Emily White, the old uh, NPR intern. Yeah, um, who works for uh, Billboard now, mm-hmm. and it was her only comment on this album. And she was talking about this and anti and saying that in a world where albums just don't matter, it's freeing up people that have been told that they have to do it some way uh, to do whatever the hell they want to. And so they can do mix the mediums and they can do all this stuff because it doesn't matter. Like what, she's not going to sell like what an album like this would have sold in, in like 86 or 96 or something. She, and, and so if we can, if this sets a precedent for this is popular and we see more people understanding this, you know, the commerce of it. And I don't think it's just because she's Beyonce. I think it's because she actually had something 
very serious to say and just executed like flawlessly on it in the video. Not. I think we're giving Beyonce too much credit. No. Well, her team. I, I like this. Well, no, I, like, I like this hot take. No, I'm, <laughs> hot take, hot take. No, because. It's very much in line. Like, it just makes sense. Like, if you, you think about To Pimp a Butterfly, and prior to that, you think about Good Kid, Mad City. This yeah. whole creative liberation thing has been going on for a while. You think about all of these albums, J. Cole's album, like, albums getting released with no lead singles. I, I work in radio. They're not sending songs to radio. They're not right. doing any of that. They're not even telling you what to play. They're just <laughs> like, I'm putting out this album. If you want to play a song... Yeah. You can, I guess. (laughs) So I think it's not revolutionary in its execution. It just makes sense. Like, of course we're here. Where else would we be? But like Kanye West was in Madison Square Garden premiering an (laughs) album on a live stream. Right. (laughs) But do you think it do you think it has just hit the rarefied air of Beyonce? It, 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 that was sort of the point I was trying to make. Is no, that, I think Beyonce has is, to come is, down to is, it. Because you're right, all those people are doing those things, but the the reach and the scope of who I they... I don't think so, because okay. we thought with Beyonce, the album, that that was about to be the thing. All it did was erase release dates. No one's yeah. yet to drop an actual surprise since. Like, there was always, like, we know it's coming. Radiohead will. We heard, like, <laughs> right. we heard whispers. They tweeted some sort of hint. Like, you always yeah. knew. Yeah. They just didn't tell you... To, what the date was going to be. Is this where I can say where the album at, Frank? <laughs> uh, so, Frank well, might be the next, the next actual <laughs> okay, okay, so, yeah, two things. Um, Frank is, I think, the next surprise album because it'll be on title because that's Jay-Z. going to magically appear. Yeah, you yeah. know. And also, there's, there's, there's some Marvel executive somewhere that's an asshole that's going to get Ty Dolla signed to play Black Panther and tie this all together to well, some I mean, it's goofy already cast, Marvel movie. So. I mean, I'm right, just so saying. That's not like, going to happen. No, but there's some. Like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's some. Marvel, They've invested, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, investors don't really. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like there's a this cinematic album thing to me is right. No, I, I see where you're going. Outstanding, in the sense that like you know Marvel, they already like do movies, blockbuster movies, mm. and that thing is going to get really tired really fast. Like they, they, you can only do so many superheroes. After Wonder Woman's done, what, what else do you got? The, the Flash. What else? Who? Who else? <laughs> Name me somebody. I just don't know. What, what do we do know? Bat, Batgirl. Like, do you want to you know. talk Phase Three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> exactly. You, that, just, that, you, that you just turn me. on a whole different switch yeah. on the headboard that you didn't want to. <laughs> I do have dreams of Angelina Jolie playing Catwoman. So right. Yeah. But, then, yeah. but then in my mind, there's a way of like pulling in the artist to be the actor actress. And then releasing the record, and then forcing you to not buy the album. That's, you know, that's the, Will, that's the Will Smith thing that Chris Rock used to say, right? He's he's got a movie called Wild Wild West. He's got a song called Wild Wild West. Right? But also, Glover like like lobbied hard for Spider Man, for the Miles Morales Spider Man, right? And at that point, he would have never been a rapper again. He would have yeah. been like, um, but if he but if he would have rapped it, it would have been. I mean, this also gets into like stuff like um, Hamilton. I, yeah, you know, like this is there. There's now this, you turned on the switch and count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bigger market for this. I think that we're all missing. But I think there's everyone like, is very well aware they're not Beyonce either. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's gonna try to be Beyonce. They, have, they haven't yet. But, I think they know. Like they know <laughs> what Beyonce does and is allowed to do is not what you are allowed to do. So right. Yeah. I just I I I have this. I get these. I get these visions of like. I mean, I don't. I can't think of. Too many people who are about to tune in in the way that they did. If it goes on on demand, sure. 
maybe we'll make time. Right, right. But I don't know too many artists other than maybe Kanye. Yeah. To where people are really going to gather around like it's 1954 and the radio came on <laughs> to <laughs> have that moment. Beyonce is very much like radio. As I was, that's, very, that's a very important point. But if, but if you're a young artist and you're you know, beating down doors to get your play counts on Spotify up and to get played on XM and all that. You have to, so, you know, maybe it used to be that as a, as an up and coming artist in the eighties or nineties, you, you thought about like units and how many units you moved. And that was what you aspired to. I think it's actually really good that you have artists like Kendrick and Beyonce that are setting a standard for like what you can do as an artist once you, once you reach a certain plateau. So the Mm -hmm. idea isn't how rich you are or just how powerful or what's hanging on your wall. The idea is like, yeah, HBO will air your one hour thing if you want to do it. And there can be hundreds of people involved in it and they'll all be really fucking quiet about what the, what the big secret of it is until it airs, you know, like that's what I get a charge out of thinking is like how many people touch this album at different points in time. And we're like, Oh shit, that girl's angry. You know, yeah. she's got some, yeah. she's got some shit to say to someone. I don't know who it is, but yeah. Like, yeah. let's all right. Got so it. like, yeah. and and so we all got to be surprised on Saturday night, maybe, which so rarely happens. Yeah, weirdly, maybe the best thing that that maybe the best day for Beyonce's album to be released was the day it was the weekend that Prince died. Like yeah. in some weird I way, think so. it made me feel better. But yeah, but there's also <laughs> no, there's it, a, it, it legitimately did because yeah. I I watched for well it. it uh, watching Graffiti Bridge will make you feel bad. I bought all the movies, and I and I own Purple Rain, obviously. But uh, I watched uh, Purple Rain, and then uh, Under the Cherry Moon, which is, uh, which is underrated, and then Graffiti Bridge, and 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 then after Graffiti Bridge, I was like, ah, I don't feel right with the universe right now. And then I heard this album, and saw Lemonade, and I was like, a lot of what I what scares me about Prince dying. Um, not in the same way and not in the same caliber, but was there. So it was like a little spark is like, oh, maybe there is some more weird shit left. <laughs> well, yeah. Chance is coming. Yeah. <laughs> is he? <laughs> I mean, I mean, God, they, they like, said they said that was dropping last week. And I mean, there's there's artists. I think that there's like, well, like I don't think he's. Into the Frank Ocean things. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's coming. <laughs> I just, I think that there's a, there's a, a couple of artists that like, we haven't really like thought about. Like, I mean, there's Frank and there's like Chance, Chance the Rapper. Um, like, I, I think there's a, a group of artists that exist in the world who are that creative. Angel Hayes pops to mind as an artist who has that kind of like level of artistic ability yeah. to make those records. Like, it's, it's the funny thing that like, I've been blogging for almost a decade now and the artists that we used to champion as bloggers, and I and Brianna, I'll be interested in your taking this because you you came up in the blog era, like the artists that we used to champion were these artists who are like multifaceted creative geniuses, and now we get to like a point where multifaceted creative geniuses have all of the the stroke, because if you're just a rapper or you're just a singer, you're kind of like on the short end of the stick now. Sure. Like there's a there's this broad universe where the thing that we had talked about 10 years ago actually exists and these crazy ideas you had like man wouldn't it be cool if so and so got on stage and did a play of their album blah blah blah, blah and whatever 
And because so-and-so can act and sing, like Azalea Banks can act and sing and do all this stuff at the same time. And wouldn't that be great? And it didn't fit into a context of like, oh, all I have to do is release an album. That was like a really big letdown. But now you can like have this broad open thing. And so for artists like that, I think it's like a real opportunity. Like that's just something I think about. I'm like, that could be a, right. that's a thing now. And there's a lot of artists who like stand to do very, very well in this like atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I feel like, again, and it's not to be divisive or contrarian or any of that. Never that. But people really commend Beyonce when she makes certain moves because mm. she's Beyonce, meaning she's on that level. Yeah. I think it's far more of a risk when you're not on that level and you're putting out the music that you want to put out because it took Beyonce a decade or more of following the rules to get here. And don't you deserve so much more credit when like Prince, we keep speaking of him. He never followed the rules. Like, and he still got to where he, Michael never followed the rules and he still got. So I look at Beyonce and I'm like, you were content to sit in your box for a long time. Does this shine a light though on that, on that possibility that people might not just, they might just not know it exists. Do you think? Like I, I, I completely feel you on, on on that, and and it is, and that's the rarefied air. You're a superstar. It's like, oh, you stepped outside your box. Well, you know, that's amazing. But you know, like I think Chance with even with Tenday, but definitely with Acid Rap. Yeah, it was very uncompromised music. It was very yep. mm-hmm. y'all don't have to like this, but you're going to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even like with Kendrick. Um, Maybe Overly Dedicated was more traditional by comparison of everything that came after it, but he's not really compromised too much in the way of Mm -mm. his creativity, his integrity. I think people really commended to Pimp a Butterfly because it was such a risk to put that out, especially on the hills of Good Kid Mad City, which came on the hills of Section mm-hmm. 80. Yeah. Like, and it was unexpected because, the, because of right. what, how people and, and like the, the level that he was getting reviewed at. Right. It's like you want to, most people at that point would put out something that is more pop or something that's going to play it safe and pander to Mm -hmm. what people expect of you so that you can keep moving up. And he was just like, nah, Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going to do what I want to do. And yeah, which isn't to say that, because I don't want to, you know, deny Beyonce her creative agency. Maybe Beyonce has been doing what she wanted to do for so long, and now she wants to do something else. Yeah. I don't know. But, well, I think- like, even, like, Rihanna has very much been, like, even though it is very pop music, I don't think people signed up for Rihanna getting naked every day or like, <laughs> what, whatever Rihanna does. <laughs> I mean, Mark, I mean, like, just raised his hand. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people like in the background, like her, yeah, yeah, yeah. like her, her publicist. Right. Like, right. Rihanna is a very dangerous artist. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think she's dumb by any stretch. So I don't think she'd ever do too much, but I don't think if someone was like, Oh no, that's a little risque. I feel like she'd be like, and I don't care. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Which doesn't take away, obviously, from the greatness. It's just to say, when you speak of risk, mm-hmm. who's assuming the most risk? Yeah, but yeah, you put it in perspective, basically. <laughs> yeah, 
And it, it doesn't. So I, I think that's a, a good enough to end on mm-hmm. this discussion. So, so uh, Brianna, what are you going to do with this album? <laughs> Buy it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the video, right? The double yeah, deluxe package. Yeah, no, really. Video. Is that released somewhere? It actually, yeah. yeah. So so if you buy, if you buy the album, it comes the with a video. And we didn't, we didn't talk about title talk. But that's my favorite thing. But um, we don't have well, to. Well, There's so I, much we did not talk about. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think Beyonce figured out how to keep title from screwing up a release, which is to not release it on time. <laughs> 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 Which is to let HBO do the heavy lifting, yeah. and then and then you just need title not to fuck up for a day, <laughs> right? And then and then you're fine. Um, yeah, no, buy it. I think the uh, there have been 101 problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the Apple version. Here's a little thing. When you buy it from Apple, it comes. So you get the album, and then you get the video at the end. Yeah. Which means that when you play the entire album all the way through. The second time around, your phone is actually playing the video, which is a little, which like, I don't know how to stop because I'm old and stupid. <laughs> like, I just wish like, like when I'm playing it on the phone, I just wish it would play the songs over and over again and not like have you, me look over in know, the you, office you and could, be like, what's happening over there? Possibly oh, shit. delete so, the video from your phone. But I'm, I'm afraid I'd never be able to get it back if I did that. Because again, That's see, previous point, I'm old and, yeah. you know, I need that video. So. All right. Yeah. Just, um... I, I rarely ever say this, but I think that like if you're gonna like create create a canon of great black music and include this in it, so buy it. Yeah, that, that's actually where I'm at. Yeah, I, and and uh, I, I think it's um, unlike a lot of albums this year, it spoke to me. I've heard a lot of good albums, and we've got mm-hmm. a lot of good albums coming up, but this one. It spoke to me as unexpected because I'm not a Beyonce fan. You know, I appreciate the pop like mastery and the hits, and but I'm I'm definitely not. And this was just like, and much like the Rihanna album. I know you weren't a Rihanna fan. I either. was not a Rihanna yeah. fan. I just heard it in something. I don't know what it is. Was like, there. I uh, can't quantify it, but uh, yeah. So so, mm-hmm. buy that shit. Beyonce's Lemonade, uh, like you said, Brianna, I think we didn't talk about a lot. Uh, so much. There's so much, but I, but I feel like we'll probably be talking about this album at the end of the year, um, and probably long after that. So, uh, you know, go out. Uh, if if you got to subscribe to Title, I guess do that. Like, but it's, don't do that. Just buy okay. the album. Huh? There are. The title. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, but you know, find some way to get it in your ears, and uh, because uh, it's it's good shit. Um, we like to end every podcast or, or get near the end of every podcast by featuring a track by an artist that you may not have heard of, or maybe you have. Uh, this this week was brought to me uh, by one Marcus Moore. 
he did a nice little interview with this guy in uh, for Bandcamp, mm-hmm. talking about uh, Jay Zone, real name Jay Mumford, uh, up in Queens, New York. I think he's in Brooklyn now. He's uh, a rapper and a producer and a writer, and he's had some. And I don't have this in front of me right now. I was looking, he's had some like crazy jobs, mm-hmm. like as a writer, uh, and apparently he's put out some not necessarily serious albums. Uh, his latest album, though, is uh, Fish and Grits, which, as you said, Eduardo, is, uh, is legitimately like, on, it comes by its humor, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic album. I don't know if we're going to get to it. I want to do the whole album, but I want everybody to hear. It, deser- it deserves uh, like a proper yeah, airing, yeah, yeah. I think. But, but I yeah. want everybody to hear this song first. So uh, this is uh, I'm Sick of Rap off of uh, Jay Zone's Fish and Grits. Yo, all you motherfuckers are whack. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I would say go work at the post office, but I don't want you motherfuckers delivering my mail. Yo, Zone, you gotta address this shit. I hate rap. I hate it. Talk about rap around me if you want to be ignored. I'd rather hear bluegrass. Fuck it on board. Every time I turn around, I gotta hear trap. Textbook scratch, no boom back. With the drum machine scared 115. Chop kick snare 88 BPM. If your Facebook posted all caps about bringing rap back to the real, we can't be friends. Every fucking verse is 16 bars. Four bar hook. Repeat to make it eight. I'd rather hear Birdman rap about a 16 bars. Play me some Michelle A. Masterpiece. Say you got bars. Can't write a song. Acapella insults 20 minutes long. Every generation X will want to take rap back to 88 But can't seem to remember what made it so great Ain't nobody back then want to take it back to 79 So fuck the 90s Yo, I got my Columbia raised suit, son I'm going to take it back to 94 Till I see pay phones in use Or you can find a job in a triple fat goose It's 2015, rap segregated And all my rap here say I ain't good Make yo zone, you got a tour Motherfucker, what for? I'm damn near 40, sleeping on somebody living room floor I need shows, can I be a part of your crew? Nigga, please, take a 360 deal and keep trucking Only motherfucker not doing no shows Put my shit on band camp for the fans and say Can't fuck. wait to go to South by Southwest To suck off writers for blog love Perform for other rappers Get a job, Y'all all on Twitter. Yo, we up in the lab. Fans talking about him should collab. You say cool, but you just saw him last week. And some dick sucking industry of anything speaking. I hate that we can't be cool with each other without saying we gon' do a fucking song together. We get along, whatever. Leave it at that. Fuck what the fans want. Our relationship is lukewarm. Rap needs to get his loop on. Pop that pussy behavior and move on. So in a nutshell, I'm sick of rap. Sick of nostalgia and bringing it back. Fuck doing collabs with cats you don't like. No trapping a boom bap and a cuff in the mic. Underground rappers are whole man's mainstream. Not a hater, bro. Fellatio's a lame thing. Fuck rap, play Victor Mona. When it's done, play Elvin Jones. I'm sick of rap. Yo, son, let's collab. I got 16, 16. Real hip hop, son. Sick of rap. All the experts say it's all about touring. So can I sleep on your floor, Mr. Promoter? I'm sick of rap. Son, it's all about blog love. If you ain't on the blogs, you ain't relevant. Sick of rap. Bro, I don't sample compilations. I only sample originals. Yeah, your shit still sucks. Sick of these shit, yo. Fuck it. Let's make this go. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty clever, man. I like oh, that. Oh, you like right that there. shit, don't you, man? Word up. Word up. Wanna know something, no zone? What's up? On the real? I roll with disco. You know why? Why is that, cousin? Because I'd rather fuck with bell bottoms than bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. Word up. Uh, <sighs> fuck, fuck rap. rap. <laughs> 
right, so uh, I'm sick of rap. J-Zone, Fish and Grits. Um, like I said, hopefully we'll get to that at some point in the next few months. But uh, if we don't, go out. It's on Bandcamp. It calls it out in the song. It's on Bandcamp. Uh, and, and, we'll, <laughs> and we'll put a link in the show notes uh, for Marcus's interview with him. It's a fascinating. I mean, you thought that song was angry? You need to read what this guy <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's amazing because he's just like, yeah, uh, sort of fuck all this shit. And I'm just going to make good music. Which is what it's all about. Here, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, thank you, Brianna. It's nice to finally meet you. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, uh, Marcus, hey. uh, you'll be back soon, Eduardo. Yeah. You'll I'm just, just staying you're just here. Gonna, yeah, I'll just be here tonight. In the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be stealing all your 311 CDs tonight. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we'll be back in a few short days. Uh, until then, uh, be good to yours. Be better to your people. We'll see you later. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>